Yes. Bonjour. There we go. <laughs> Sorry for last week's mini-sode. I thought it was lovely. Mini-episode. Well, thank you. I, I wouldn't want to hear one of those with just me. Well, you have to do one. I don't know. That's why it was only 16 minutes. I mean... So you should have seen it. So I told the story last week. If you guys just said, hey, it's Peach by himself. I try to let you all know in the title as well. <laughs> so if you like, I just don't listen to that. Uh, but we were at, in Pensacola. You were at Orange Beach. Mm-hmm. We actually saw each other that week on the beach. Not randomly. I drove to you so yes. our, our our kids could play. <clears throat> and I brought my podcasting stuff down. And I meant to bring another mic I was going to interview my family, like <laughs> in-laws, whoever, but I didn't bring an extra mic. It would have sounded bad. And they refused, right? Yeah. Johnny was like, I'm glad you didn't. Mary Beth was like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to interview Andrew. Shout out Andrew Wood. What up? Uh, brother-in-law. He's in flight school at the Naval base down there. Yeah. Played football at the Naval Academy. That's pretty cool. I just want to like pick his brain about stuff. Actually, maybe nothing spiritual. I just want to, <laughs> like you're in flight school, you're with the Naval Academy. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> but I didn't. So Wednesday night, I was in my truck, holding the mic, <laughs> just Mo- like talking. Mobile pod station. It was like about to rain. I was <laughs> out there just like, well, this is where I'll do it. Just so I have to bother the family inside, make them all be quiet. Yeah. But it was fun. Cool, man. We got I, it out. I thought it was great. Yeah, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah. We're back on your couch with the, the fire going. The fire going. And you may be like, why is there a fire going? It's cold. <laughs> Today and tomorrow lows are in the, like, literally I think tomorrow night is 30 is that's, the low. That's winter weather here Below in Alabama. Below freezing. Um, so, it's a little chilly. Yeah. We, we were talking this afternoon that this will probably be the last little little run of fires before mm-hmm. we shut it down for the spring so we're enjoying it we're we're big yeah. fire people so yeah uh, that, that'd that be nice a little cold um yeah we have no new uh we have a little update but nothing new on the subscribe um we actually had a really big week for our pod like Tell our numbers were kind of high okay but the numbers for my for the episode were not high. <laughs> I was gonna add, but people I, I, listen to other things. Well, that's great. So, shout we're out to you guys. Catching up a little bit. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Um, we have a little update. State stats. There we go. We I added, blanked on. It's been so long. I was like, oh, what am I supposed it to? It has say? been a while. Uh, we gathered. It's been a while. Montana. Great state of Montana. Yeah, I've never been. Me either. But, but I'm kind of obsessed with it. Are you? Yeah. So we have some friends that just moved out there. Mm. Um, and I'm assuming it's them. That'd be great. So what up? Yeah, they moved out there. Um, and I would assume, maybe it's not. Mm. Maybe they maybe don't listen at all. Maybe it's some rancher. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. If it is, if you're the rancher... We would love to come and do an on-location 
pod up in Montana. You mean like city slickers? Yeah. Go go rustle up some cattle. Yeah. We we are sitting in Chris's living room, and uh, I don't know what the, what is this on. Uh, it's like the screensaver for uh, screensaver. That made me sound super old, really old. But I don't know what else to call it. It's the screensaver for a fire stick. So I guess it's just like showing random content. And this is Pope Francis? Yeah, Francesco. Oh, now it's Mario. Now it's Mario playing with power. Pope Mario. I don't know. We had a thought. For some reason, (laughs) we were doing a Bible podcast, and all of a sudden, Pope Francis is like, I need to listen to this. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I need to check in on this. So this week, Mm. Holy Week. Holy Week. The week of, um, which we talked about this before, I think. Not on the pod on Wednesday Night Live. We did a well, Holy Week a year episode. ago. A year ago. Exactly yeah. a year ago. But we had kind of talked about maybe before about how like we don't, traditionally growing up, yeah. we didn't focus mm-hmm. for the whole week. Right. We may have talked about, hey, it's Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I didn't grow up in church. So like. Even in my adult life, it wasn't really. I'll I'll speak on behalf of the 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 church people. The nineties, uh, we didn't <laughs> do Holy Week growing up. Yeah, this in is our, a new phenomenon in our for tribe me. and tradition. That's not something that we right that we really hit hard on. Um, but I Easter, really like it. Yeah. Easter though, yeah. I mean, that's Super Bowl. Easter's your 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 big one. That's your Super Bowl yeah. of the year. Is like we're gonna do Easter well. Um, but really focusing on Holy Week, hmm. the entire week, mm-hmm. um, from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday, right. and the whole weekend. And so, yeah, you're right. What we did for our church on Wednesday nights, really when the pandemic hit, that was tough. Yeah, it was like right around Easter time. It was right around Easter, but we did something on this. And so we're kind of bringing that back a little bit. Yeah. But this is going to come out on... Maundy Thursday. I like it. You nailed that pronunciation. I may or may not have looked it up a few yeah, times today. Practice. Maundy Thursday. Um, to kind of look at just kind of focus in the week. Mm. Um, you know, we have, you know, Good Friday. A lot of churches do like a Good Friday service. Yeah. Um, we are. We're doing a Good Friday service. I am service. excited for that. L- last year, all online. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to go on a Friday night yeah. and have that service. I guess I am, or my wife is. Yeah, somebody. It's late at night. Someone from our household will be there. Yeah. It, but if not, it's live stream. Yeah. So if you're, hey, if you guys are catching this Thursday morning. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, you can go to homewithchurch.org. Check it out. Stream it out. We're going to have a service um, on that. It's going to be cool. I'm excited about that. It, it, you know what I'm really excited about? Tell me. And I think you are too. Actually, I don't know about you. You may have something to do with it. I have nothing to do with this service. Oh, neither do I. Nothing. Yeah. They didn't ask me to do this. I'm not reading. I'm not announcing. I'm not praying. I'm not doing anything. And mm. I love it. I'm glad if I go, I just get to go and sit. Because that's weird for us. A lot of times on a Sunday. We always got stuff to do. We got something doing. We're preaching. We're announcing. We're exiting. We're introing. We're doing something. But here, it's just like, I get to just go and just worship. Yeah, that's great. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. I don't know who's going. <laughs> I'm going. If Katie's going. If anybody's going, but someone from her house, or if not, it'll be on TV. Yeah, and we'll watch it either way for sure. So that'd be good. So for this week, um, we just kind of wanted to hit on that Maundy Thursday. 
because you're listening to this on a Thursday, mm-hmm. on the Monday Thursday, and kind of what that means. Yeah. So there's a few different aspects that I want to pull in, but um, you could find this in multiple Gospels. Mm. We are really going to hit on John 13. Mm-hmm. So if you're following along, if you're sitting at home and you're not in your car, um, or if you want to go back, we're going to be in John 13. There's other areas in this. There's a few things that I just want to pull out from um, these verses that really kind of just hit me. Yeah. It just made me think, and I'd love Chris to chat with you about these. Awesome. Tonight. Do you know what Mondi means? Mandate. Yeah. It's from the Latin. The Latin mandatum. Yes. Mandate. Which, which means command. So if you look at, I think it is John thirteen thirty four. Nailed it. Can't stump this guy. <laughs> can't stump this guy. The, do you have 34 pulled up? I do. So this is where it comes from. Right. This new commandment I give you. Right. So a new commandment I give to you. Oh, I you, give to you. Ah, I missed it. So close. Uh, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. So we... Well, I don't think we have it on, on any bumper stickers, but that's uh-huh. a verse that we know of. Yeah. Off the bat, if you just kind of look at this, he says this is a new commandment. Yeah. For us, we're like, okay, cool. But like that statement alone yeah. mm-hmm. would have been like, wait a minute. This is something huge. Right, right. This is a commandment that you are telling us. Like, Honor your mother and father. Honor the Sabbath. No gods before me. Do not mm. kill. Do not steal. Do this. Yeah. Love one another. Like he's putting this up there as a big deal. I'll ask you, and I'll also ask the audience. Uh, since I'm doing this on the fly, you know, a Google search could be helpful. But is this <laughs> the only time in the gospel accounts where Jesus? uses this kind of language. I think what we see uh, What do you mean? often, well I'll explain You mean like a the commandment? Bit. Um what we see often is Jesus um revealing um truths about uh Old Testament law. It's uh, he re- he um re- uh-huh. reveals uh-huh. uh the heart behind it and he offers explanation um, but I, it, this is the only time that I can think of where he says that he's setting down a new commandment. You know, like when you look at the Beatitudes or, or not the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. uh, he's talking about a lot of things that you should and shouldn't do, but really he's clarifying and expanding upon Old Testament law that was already What there. about when they came to him? And I, I, right now I just can't pull it up and put up when they ask him, what is the greatest command? Yeah. He said, love the love your God, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, um, and then love your neighbor. Yeah. So he, I, here he kind of, and he says, in the second, it's like it, love your neighbor. Yeah. So he kind of puts that on there, but I, but I think you're right. I think this might be. He's straight up throwing down, I got yeah. a new commandment for you. Well, and so we kind of <laughs> cherry picked we didn't cherry pick, but we kind of started at verse 34 yeah. in Luke 13 and not mm-hmm. one. And we're not going to read all of Luke, which we you could John. easily, John, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Johan. John 13, 34. We can easily read all these verses. It'll take three, four minutes. Um, but we're going to kind of throw at you a little bit what's happening here. Yeah. Um, 
And that kind of makes sense if you were to go back beforehand, because that's towards the end of the chapter. Yeah. So what you have here is to set the stage. You have Jesus and the disciples right before the Passover meal. Mm -hmm. And so, which we would also know from paintings and whatnot, the last supper, right? Like this is the last supper. This is where Jesus, um, kind of sets forth our communion, the communion table. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so he doesn't go in. Well, in, in this verse, he doesn't go into it, but this is early on. Mm -hmm. This is like bef right before the meal. Right. Um, it kind of goes on. We talk a lot about John 15. We love John 15 with the vine and that's after. Mm -hmm. So verse 14, you kind of have the meal and stuff and you have it a little bit at the end of this one as well, mm -hmm. but you have that. So you have Jesus and the disciples. They go into um, a room prepared to have this feast. They go in and Jesus uh, flips things upside down, mm -hmm. takes off his robe, puts a towel around him, and he starts washing the disciples' feet. Yeah. Um, which is not uncommon. It, that was very common that you would wash your feet before your meals. Mm -hmm. So in our tradition, this seems weird. We would wash our hands. Uh -huh. They would wash their feet too. Mm -hmm. They weren't sandals. They don't have the luxury of um, carpet. of Paved roads. Paved roads, sidewalks, dusty, dirty. They've been wearing these Chaco sandals. Animal poop. Animal poop everywhere. Yeah. Dusty, gross, sweaty, whatever. And also the way that their kind of dinner laid out, for us, we'd still be like, because uh, I wear sandals all during the summer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes winter. Just be, I just be wearing sandals. Like any good youth minister. Yep. But at our table, it doesn't really matter. Mm. The food and your, your face. feet are under the head. table. But Nobody here, yeah. you're pretty much lounging. If there mm. is a table, it's a foot off the ground. If there is one, you're mm. on the ground. You're kind of lounging. There's no chairs. You're laying down. So someone's feet, stanky feet. Yeah. Really close to your food and your in your face. Yeah. So washing feet is important. Mm -hmm. Typically one of the servants would do it. Right. That's their job. When you yeah. walk in, let me wash your feet. Thank you, sir. Go have a lounge at the table, if you will. Yeah. But Jesus takes that on himself mm. and washes the feet. And I, and I let me find these verses here. Um, Peter, Verse eight, verse six, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing, what I'm doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. You should never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, he made a quick turn <laughs> and said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Like Peter's like, you will never wash my feet. Jesus. Jesus is like, yeah, if I don't, you'll have no part of me. He's like, all right, cool. Wash my whole body. Let's go dog. Like <laughs> I'm all in. I love it about Peter. He's like, 
no, no, no. Yes, I will do it all. Like, yeah. He just jumps into it. And so he washes the feet. Mm. Um, they're like, "How? why would you do this? This is gross. This is beneath you. This is for a servant. This isn't for you. Um, and then it kind of goes into uh, the talk of and Jesus multiple times in here says, someone's going to betray me. I know who's going to betray me. If you're clean, you only got to wash your feet. But some of you, you're not clean at all. I know you're not clean. Someone's going to betray me. Hmm. Um, then they, then the disciples start bickering. You're not bickering, but they're really kind of talking to one another. And then they look back and go, ask him which one's going to betray him. <laughs> so he says, Jesus, who's going to betray you? The one that I give the bread to, that I dip the bread and I give to you, which is also a prophecy from Psalm 41.9 kind of prophecy, but it says one who betray me that I give the bread to. Mm. So, you know, you know, Jesus is also pulling in some Psalm, pulling in some of that language that they would have understood as well. Yeah. Um, and then Judas did it. And, and even J Jesus still did that, but they still didn't know that that was Judas. Mm -hmm. Cause it says in there, they thought maybe he was going to give that money to the poor cause he held the money and this and that anyways this kind of lays out for me, please do yourself a favor. Go read John 13. Mm. We're kind of skimming over this real fast. It was probably easier if I, if we just would have read it, <laughs> but um, that's kind of the overview of it. And what I really wanted to hit on uh, some of these topics today, um, just kind of bounce around. It's just this idea of like Jesus washing the disciples feet and how, bonkers that would have been for them. Yeah. What do we learn from that? What do we gain and learn about Jesus, about God, about us today? Mm. What are we called to do yeah. in this whole deal? Sorry, that was a lot that I just threw at you. <laughs> Here, right there. Um, yeah. Uh, and what's also crazy is that if you were to look in Luke, it doesn't have it in John as much, but in Luke 22, right before this, you had the disciples arguing who is the greatest. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus, who they would put up as the greatest, right. goes and does this um, selfless servant act of washing their feet mm. and kind of sets the stage and kind of sets the precedent, sets the example of, you want to be the greatest. It's not about your status. It's not about, because they thought that the savior, that the Messiah is going to be a new King. Mm. If you're the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, if you are the Lord, then you're going to overthrow government. You're going to be sitting at that King spot. You're going to be the one that's going to be ruler of all. He's like, I am, but not in your little pea brain worldly view. Mm. And so for them to say, who's the greatest, who's the greatest? He's like, the greatest is someone who sits down and washes feet, who, who walks with the people, who, who smells like the sheep. If I'm a real shepherd, I'm going to smell like my sheep. I'm going to be on their level and I'm going to walk with them. And he gives us this true example. Hmm. Um, so one of the things that I want to throw out is, with this is, is God is kind of showing and Jesus is kind of showing, and I just want to get your, your little take on this is 
that that God's kingdom works in an upside down reverse order than what our worldly view is. I've never seen Stranger Things. I don't know if you have. I have. I know there's like an upside down. Yeah. Wherever the, I can say that I've never seen it, but I know culturally, I think that's yeah. what it is. But like they have this reverse upside down. And, and, and in this moment, in, in, in that John 13, you have this upside down world mm. and this showing of this reverse order of God's kingdom looks different than what you think it should and what it looks like down here. Yeah. Um, I just talked is, for like 47 minutes straight. Sorry. This <laughs> is um, one of many examples in the gospel accounts where there is uh, both a misunderstanding and then a remarkable clarification. <laughs> and I think we have talked about this early on in our podcast, how like this was a common mm-hmm. theme. Yeah. So, and, and, and of the misunderstanding, yeah. uh, I was uh, doing some reading in Luke today, not in Luke in acts today, <laughs> uh, following Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. He comes back. Yeah. And one of the first things that the apostles ask him is, hey, is now the time that you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> like it's a it's a continue it's a continued misunderstanding. Um, but Jesus is on message. He never <laughs> gets off track. He never um, he never really lets it slide. He's constantly correcting them and this is one of the most profound examples and it's kind of like you said it's there's two sides of this one if you're if you're just totally new to the bible and you read this you might think this is an odd story but you don't it doesn't really mean anything to you and then those of us that did grow up in church have heard it so many times that it's also lost some of the weight Mm -hmm. that goes along with it but they're living in an honor-shame culture. Um, so hierarchy is everything. Uh, status is everything. Uh, image is everything. Oh, yeah. And so... Yeah, absolutely. Jesus takes on the lowest form I of... Mean, in- society and and not only would this would have been done by a servant it would have been done by the lowest of servants right like even in the servants they had their hierarchy and it would have been the lowest of the low is the one that would have washed your feet right and he does this not only in his attire he takes off whatever clothes he did have on and wraps himself in a towel like a servant would have but then he takes the posture of a servant to wash someone's and feet. And getting down on his you hands have to and kneel knees. And, uh, you know, put yourself before somebody in a physical way. And then the act of, you know, just visualize it. Taking, I mean, and these aren't pedicured, nice feet. These guys have walked with Jesus. We talked about this before. They've walked hundreds of miles with this guy. Hours a day. These are some rough feet. These are some nasty feet. And Jesus takes each foot in his hand, rough and hard from travel, 
and disgusting, and he gently washes it. It is the picture of humility, and we're talking about the living God incarnate. (laughs) So what's the message? Jesus tells us what the message is a paragraph later. He says, you want to know what this was all about? He was like, a student isn't greater than Mm -hmm. the the teacher. Uh, The The messenger isn't greater than the one who sent him. If you've seen me stoop to the to the level of washing your feet, how much more are you going to do this for one another? But the the thing that they don't know yet that Jesus knows is that this is a this is a shadow of how low he will go. Yeah, Maundy Thursday is just a shadow. Of is a Good glimpse Friday. of what Good Friday will be. This is this is a picture of because the self-sacrificing leadership of Jesus. And if you think, and basically, if the disciples think, how could he go this low to show us that he loves us? He will go lower. His their brains can't even wrap. Because right. if you've done any research on death on a cross. It is humiliating. Mm. He, he was also intentionally humiliating. Well, he was also uh, whipped mm. and beaten and spat upon and yeah. all these things that are demeaning and humiliating. And then that death on a cross is meant to be humiliating. You're naked. You're on display. You're on display for a long period of time. This wasn't a quick deal. And so as, as awkward, you said it very well, it's just a glimpse of how awkward it is to get on your hands and knees and wash someone's feet. Mm-hmm. Is nothing compared, and I and I love that imagery that you said of how low he will go, mm. and how low that he is willing to go. And you, and you said the word humble. Matthew eighteen, Jesus talks in Matthew eighteen, because here they ask, "Who is the greatest?" Mm-hmm. Jesus says, "Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven." In verse four, whoever humbles himself like this child is in the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So even in that, this, this, if we were to just kind of pull this away from that, Jesus humbling himself Mm. in this way here, humble yourself like a child. Jesus, you know, like a few times says like, be like a child. Yeah. Um, and so we think about this upside down reverse kind of world. Mm. We're constantly told, don't be like a child. Yeah, Grow up, grow up. So characteristics of being a child. Yeah. You have three. I do. I have three. Um, if you've spent any time around children, there's a few characteristics. Mm. Um, one, I think, just their curiosity. Very curious. Lots of questions. Uh, our Jack, about to be five years old, he is um, nothing but, like, he is all curious. Yeah. I mean, and I always heard stories from parents and, like, on TV <laughs> of, like, why is the sky blue? Why is this car red? Who made? And I'm like, kids don't ask those questions. Uh, yeah, they do. They really do. I get asked why. Why do we call this sand? Why is it? 
And my answer all the time is because God made it that way. Yeah. So you got the, you got the out because God made that. I have no idea, but being very curious, mm-hmm. being humble, mm. um, kids are innocent. Full, kids are innocent, pure, pure, full of joy yeah. and wonder. They're playful. Yeah. They're wanting this, but as an adult, they won't be hurried. <laughs> they won't be hurried, but as an adult, how uh how many times are we told be serious grow up yeah all these things and 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 i and i just love this idea of this upside down world one of the glimpses i get from looking at matthew 18 and looking at that is jesus like just be a child yeah um don't take yourself too serious this is very serious business yeah and a very serious deal but like whatever the world says that you should do take a step back and see what i should do yeah i'm gonna get on my hands and feet i'm gonna wash your feet yeah I'm going to be a servant. Yeah. I'm going to understand my place and my place in this world is not dictated by this world. Mm. It's dictated by the kingdom and by the king. Yeah. And he's the one that tells you your place and your place is to be a servant and to love and to humble yourself before him and everyone else. Yeah. There's another element to this and I, I don't know if you've got anything along this, these lines. So if you do, I apologize. Um, but one of the most difficult and challenging teachings of Jesus that I think is kind of like one of these pillars of what it means to follow Jesus is this idea of enemy love. Um, You know, there's, there's, there's passages in the gospel accounts where Jesus tells you that you are to love your enemies and that you're supposed to pray for your enemies. And that's one of those things that I think like really looks good on a t-shirt. That's a great bumper <laughs> sticker. We use that language yeah, a lot, but yeah. I think in reality and in practice, it's one of the most difficult teachings of Jesus um, because, you know, I could say that I love my enemies. One, it's kind of hard to identify like your enemies what, now. What's like, like a legit you? enemy, you know, but like in this context, it's like, you know, if, if you're a, a Jew, it would be a Nazi. You know, that's the kind of contrast we're oh, talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, and what he says is not only are you to love them, but you're supposed to pray for them. That's a really crazy thing to say because, like, I can say I love you and it really doesn't affect my life anyway, but if I'm going to get in front of God and pray on your behalf, that's a very different thing. But... Jesus is modeling this teaching in this scene because who's there? Oh, uh, that, I, I was about to say, I think I know where you're going. Who's there? Judas. Who gets their feet washed along with everybody else? Judas. Who gets fed a meal and blessed? Who gets handed food by Jesus? Exactly. Judas. And if you look in the Matthew account, Judas has already... Mm-hmm. He's already made the deal. He's already made the deal. Yeah. And so Jesus knows that, of course. Mm -hmm. And he still washes his feet. Yep. And um, uh, do you have Isaiah 118? I can get it. Okay. So, sorry, I think I cut you off and you were, you were. No, that's, that's the idea there. It's like, don't miss the fact that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that beautiful is receiving again this is an upside down deal of like 
I'm too petty for that junk. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna sprinkle some water at your face and be like, we're calling it done. I'm not getting on my hands and knees for you. I know what you're I know what you're about to do. You I said know what Isaiah you did. what? One eighteen. So this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit here. We'll just save it. I don't want to I hold that verse till later. Okay. Because I want to finish this point. I could connect these two points, but let's <laughs> let's what a beautiful way you put it of, of, you know, Jesus teaching, love your enemies, walk with your enemies, pray for your enemies, wash the feet of your enemies, yeah. humble yourself to not say, I, I know what you have done. Mm. And, and it's a beautiful example of what he has done Yeah. Um, in that moment. And, and even Judas, mm-hmm. even Judas who did it, and one of my second points to this that, that will tie into this in that Isaiah 118 is one of the things I get from this is that Jesus washes us clean. Mm. Not just the disciples' feet, because what he did on Monday, Thursday was wash feet. Mm. What he did on Friday was wash sins away. Yeah. And cleansed everybody. On that Friday, he cleansed me and you. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, it was the disciples. On yeah. Friday, it was me and you and everyone listening. Yeah, that's um, good. And so, and so Isaiah 118. Come, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. Right? And so th- this this like imagery of washing. Mm-hmm. Right, it is it is scarlet, it is red, it is crimson. It is it's going to be white as snow. It's going to be white as wool. We we can go like so far down the road on these visual images, but like the Bible puts them in there for a reason. Yeah. We're we're talking about pre bleach days. This was this was <laughs> this a, isn't no this, shout out. This, this isn't yeah, no. <laughs> this is vivid imagery. He's saying that your clothes could be stained blood red and it ain't, I, it ain't coming out I, they didn't have the technology <laughs> we don't have the technology yeah no no he's saying i'm gonna make you so clean that you're gonna be shining you're, you're gonna be white white oh icy white and and you just can't miss that imagery it's like what's well, his i'm gonna do snow. i'm gonna do the impossible for you that's the point yeah, I'm going to do the, I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to do, and, and, and he does that for Judas. Right. In that moment, he still says, and he is on the cross for Judas. Mm-hmm. We can think right now about what our sin is like. Hey, well, at least I didn't, at least I didn't sell Jesus for some <laughs> money and kill him. Like I may have cheated. I may have said a lie or two. I may have done some things. At least I didn't do what Judas did. Jesus still died for Judas. Yeah. Knowingly, like knowing what he did still died for him. And, um, that's kind of what we're wrapping our, our brain and head around this Monday, Thursday. Mm. It also means this new commandment. And he says this new commandment, right? Love your neighbor. This is how they will know this by loving your neighbor Mm -hmm. and by loving your neighbor. You're going to live an upside down reverse world. You're not going to live an earthly kingdom. You're going to live a heavenly kingdom way here on earth to change the way that we live, that people glorify him. Um, 
and, and again, this all just wraps up in uh, the perfect, beautiful story of Jesus mm. who lives the way he preaches and lives the way that he is called um, and gives that example. And then he gives that charge to us. Right. You got to act differently. You got to live differently. Yeah. I think one of the things that is really unique about our faith is that we don't, we don't serve a God or have a God that hands down commands and orders and decrees and we're just supposed to follow them without any understanding. We have a God who came in the flesh and lived out this life that exemplified all the things that the long story of scripture was trying to teach us. The self-sacrificial love and service and the giving of oneself to others even those who don't deserve it, even those who are your enemies, even those who hate you. That's the long story of God in the Bible. But he didn't stay up in heaven and just tell us that this is the way it's supposed to be. He came in the flesh and did what none of us could do and actually lived it out on our behalf and for our benefit. It's... It's almost like when you have a boss that kind of tells you to do stuff. Yeah. But they just got that position, but they didn't, you know, like go up they to didn't the pay ranks. They did the dues, yeah. Right? But you're like, oh, no, you're one of us. You were here, and you know what it's like. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that where he's, he's not saying, well, do this. Like, well, this is, no, you can't. No. I I have been in your shoes as well. Yeah, how wild is that? that yeah. Like- <laughs> I, I mean, tempted in the desert. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Well, and you know, not to go off on an, another thing, but like this misconception that Jesus was going to be an earthly ruler, that he was going to mm-hmm. restore the mm-hmm. kingdom to Israel in an earthly way. Jesus could have done that. Easy, probably easier. He had, <laughs> yeah. he had infinite power and ability to take that path, but that wasn't the path. And again, the upside reverse kingdom world is we're going to have a new king and a savior and he's going to rule and, and make new laws and do this. And he's yeah. like, this love is not forced. Mm. This love is a, is a, um, should be a mutual agreement in love bond relationship covenant between me and you. Yeah. And I did this for you. And then because of that, you should live for me. He could have forced us to do it. Right. But that's not true relationship and love. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's just forceful. I mean, that's just, yeah. you do what I say or else. It's more of, I, I see how I have loved you. Yeah. Now you love me and you love others. And this is the way that we're going to change from the inside out, not yeah. this forceful way. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so. what's, I mean, and there's, <laughs> there's tons of application to, to us today. Like, if, if your Jesus that you have in your mind agrees with you in every aspect, uh, politically, socially, culturally, uh, monetarily, you should hold your image of Jesus up against what we see in Scripture. Because Jesus 
was a whole different thing. Fuck the system. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it was. We talk about like this radical revolutionary. I mean, but but it but it was. It was. Yeah. If you are not daily challenged mm. by reading scripture and reading the life of Jesus and not daily challenge. If you're like, no, this is actually pretty easy to me. <laughs> I don't think you're, I don't think you're doing it right. Yeah. I don't think you're living the right life. Yeah. Cause, because it is just naturally going to be hard. Yeah. Because it, it is a lofty goal. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it, it's a life of constant growth. You, yes, you never, you will never attain it. Yeah. And, uh, that is beautiful and, and scary difficult. and <laughs> difficult because we like, again, checklist. Yeah. I did it. I did it. No, we are constantly growing to be in a deep relationship with him. Yeah. Um, and that's difficult. Yeah. That's tough. Well, for this week, guys, it's Thursday. Um, take some time reading the gospels. If you want to read John 13, like we did, or give you a little grab, do that. Um, Tomorrow is Good Friday. We hope that you, um, if your church, if your church doesn't do anything, homewoodchurch.org. You can watch us, but there's a lot of churches that do a lot of stuff. Yeah, go to a service or spend some time at home, reading over those scriptures, um, walking in the last what they would think is the last hours and days of Jesus. Yeah. Um, if you've never done it, because some people have never done it, read the whole passion account yeah in one sitting over the next few days yeah. i think you'll be blessed by that you'll be challenged by that mm -hmm. uh you might be sad about that um but that's okay well, and, and, and you probably <laughs> will and that's that's okay yeah but it's gonna ge hopefully gear you up for easter you got it you can't have east you can't have easter without good friday you can't have that high and high of easter without that low a Friday. And I kind of struggle with this. Yeah. Because I mean, even like with our service, you know, you know, like they're telling us like, come in silent. We're mm -hmm. going to be reverent. It's going to be this somber feel yeah. of this good Friday. Cause it is, mm -hmm. it's hard for my brain not to go all the way to Sunday. Cause I right. like, I know the, I know the end of the story. Yeah. The tomb is empty. Mm -hmm. Like I get it. And so like, but I think to fully get it, you need to, walk through those emotions. Yeah. I mean, in even like, I remember when the passion of the Christ came out, I yeah. mean, what, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. Long time ago. 2004, maybe seven. Yeah. I have no idea. I knew that I could not watch that with other people. Mm. I went to the movie theater by myself and watched it. Oh, that's like, that's I, what, you saw it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough, man. Yeah. I went to the theater by myself and watched it, but I went by myself and I think it went like a matinee, like a, three o'clock, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, Let me just watch it. I mean, like everyone else, tears flowing down my face. Yeah. And I think I've gone away from that mm. into more of this exciting Easter tomb is empty. He is risen. He is Lord. Mm. But to fully get that, you have to go in that Valley first. Yeah. You have to walk with that passion account. You have to walk with that, you know, good Friday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if you haven't read all that, please do. Um, so I'm sure you can go somewhere and find a VHS of the Passion of the Christ, maybe. Hi, right, but get ready. What? I, I said get ready. 
that's a that's a graphic movie i mean it's it's a pretty um i think as much as we could with the uh, we like i was involved in the making of the movie uh as much as they could with the information they had you know it's a pretty uh detailed yeah. and uh historically accurate account of what that would have been like and it is rough rough yeah but uh it's important it's important to uh understand what it costs yeah 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 we 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 talk about this in a few different areas and not to go off on a tangent or a side thing but we you know you like to hunt Mm -hmm. i have been hunting killed my first deer this year way to go buddy now i have the meat right but we kind of talk about this of like hey we don't like to know where the sausage is made (laughs) which is a term that people like to say right and it's like yeah i like to eat steak i like to eat beef like that but like i don't want to have to deal with i don't want to deal with the fact that it had to die for me to eat it and have to do all that stuff and i think sometimes we think about that with jesus we're like hey cross i have a cross necklace and Mm. all this stuff right i don't have a cross necklace on guys but there's people that have that i had the bumper sticker i have a cross tattoo right we just had this idea of like yeah jesus he died for me but to 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 read it and to watch something even though the passion of christ is not a hundred percent biblically correct right it's going to get you in that mindset it's going to get you in that frame of mind you have to know how you you have to know how you were saved Mm. and you have to know how you were saved and it wasn't this pastel wearing (laughs) your pink and purple bow tie on sunday on easter chocolate bunnies and your chocolate bunnies it was a gruesome Hmm. death on a cross that he didn't have to do but did it because he loved you mm-hmm. uh, we loved you then he loved you now yeah um and i think we have to know that yeah and so um go through those emotions on friday yeah and be excited on sunday full circle yeah full circle experience it all yeah and, and then in our tribe I, I i'm blessed i say i say tribe church of christ we take communion every week yeah and sometimes we take it 52 times a year and we're like, oh, communion. But like we get to experience and walk with this every yeah. Sunday of the body and the blood of Christ yeah. and what he has done for you. So every Sunday should be a mini good Good Friday, Easter, every Sunday for us to kind of get through this. Yeah, I, I have lots to say about that. You know that I love communion. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think we should do a communion. Hey, I'm pod. down. Hey, I think communion make, probably make great. a note of that because yeah. I I love to talk about that. Yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you. We really do. Uh, we hope that you guys have a good Holy Week. Um, we love all of you. Uh, make sure to share this. Mm-hmm. Make sure to uh, uh, listen. Tell a friend, a neighbor, co-worker, somebody's, and also make sure to smash that subscribe button. Yeah, that's soft way. <laughs> uh, hit that subscribe button. Email us at the at the Bible buffoons at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at Bible buffoons mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. We're, send all, us, we're all over the place. Send we're us worldwide. A little, send us a little hey ya on. Uh, the Apple Podcast rating system and just rate us. Give us a five star rating. That'd be great. We only have five star ratings. So don't mess that up. If you're gonna do less than a five star, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep it to yourself. 
Uh, well, we love you guys. Happy Easter. Happy, happy Easter, Happy Good friends. Friday. Happy Monday, Thursday. Happy Holy Week. Mm. Tomb is empty. Let's go. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.